A warm welcome to Questions Worth Asking, a podcast where we capture and translate wisdom from multiple disciplines in order to fuel the next generation of changemakers. Welcome back to Questions Worth Asking. This is season one and this is episode 10, our last episode. Of season one. Our last episode. I'm Priya. And I'm John. So we haven't checked in for a while. Given the fact this is our last episode, it feels like a, a good place to start. Let's check in. So where am I? For me, we I'm here physically in the UK. We have finished three or four episodes in the past few days that I've been here since we're in person together. So feeling quite accomplished. Good progress. Uh, and for me, um, you're in the UK for an event uh, that um, last year was the event that we met at where we started talking about. So it's a real milestone year. And I'm thinking about the fact that we started this conversation last November. We didn't do anything for a few months. We got started this year. And now we're at the end of season one. So similar feeling of accomplishment. And also it feels a bit surreal. Like I don't quite believe we've done it. Even though we get feedback and it's kind of live and out there, I'm kind of like, wow, we're on Spotify. That's really weird. It's amazing. And the fact that I can say I'm just now realizing how it's the literally the exact same event as yeah. you say one year later yeah. just now fi- finishing finishing season one sitting here together one year later it's amazing so the exercise we want to try now that we've checked in a bit is as we signposted in episode nine it's a retrospect uh, process there are many different ways to do a retrospect so you can look that up the one we're going to try today is called a sailboat exercise and the way a sailboat exercise works is you you get out a piece of paper and normally you'd be physically in a room with a, a project team or you can do this virtually as well. You'd physically draw a sailboat, but you draw four other pieces around it. And the whole thing is a big metaphor. So you draw wind and clouds, you draw an anchor on the boat, you draw rocks in the ocean, and then you draw islands that the boat is headed towards. Each one of those pieces is a metaphor for something. You're trying to learn from successes and failures on your project. So we've had this project for, let's say, a year, give or take. So looking back at all 10 episodes and even in between the recording of episodes, the wind and the clouds both together represent pushing the boat forward, what's helping us move forward. So we've already filled this out and have some ideas there. The anchor represents what's slowing us down, what's holding us back, almost mistake mistakes in that way. Then you've got the rocks, which represent risks. What's What what risk do you face as you're headed towards the islands? So things that could sink your boat. Exactly, big mm-hmm. risks. Mm-hmm. And then the islands represent where you're headed. What's the mission? What's the vision? What's the goal? Purpose, that kind of statement. And you physically write on each one of those spaces on your paper um, what that is for you. Each person would individually do it quietly first, then you'd get together either in partners or subgroups, you'd talk about it, and then as you talk about it, you'd really get into this whole approach of what, so what, now what? So in this 20 minutes, we're just going to talk about the what. We're not really getting into the so what or the now what, which is why is that important and what are we going to do about it? How are we going to fix it or change it? So again, we're, we're trying to do OD and trying to demonstrate, but at the same time, it's a quick version of it. And I think the other thing that's really important to say is that we could have just done this work and not shared it, um, but it feels important for the work that we do, that we are, you know, this is something that we want to be, we 
feel like it belongs to the community. So sharing um, what's going on behind the scenes feels important to the work, right? Right. And you could we could just taught this technique and done 20 minutes on that. And what we're trying to do is do the technique honestly and openly and boldly um, so that you can pick up enough of it. So if you want to run it in your businesses or your teams, you should have enough at the end of this to be able to do it. Right. Okay, so let's dive in. Uh, should we do wind and cloud first? So these are things that helped us. So these are things that helped our little sailboat, um, which is our podcast go. So uh, I guess the first one that really stands out to me is the community of people that have um, been the early um, early listeners and given us feedback all over the world. So South Africa, Singapore, the States, the UK, you know, um, all over the world. Um, so that kind of community of people that gave us feedback really early on and connected us to guests or offered to come on as guests, that's been massive, right? Like, you know, I think that really started to propel us on when we started to get some feedback in. There's a community and really almost the same point, just a slightly different word, is feedback. The fact that we are getting positive feedback, negative feedback, helpful feedback, unhelpful feedback. its <laughs> There's a full range of, yeah. of feedback coming through. And that was quite scary, right? Because we'd never done this before. We're not professional podcasters. So to get feedback and really open yourself up for feedback, it was scary. Right. right. Teamwork. Teamwork between the two of us, to me, is, is propelling us along. I think about... Um, the power, the shared power between us, the, the level power between us, um, the control that we both share, scheduling and making things happen, and the structure, the how how we structure ourselves, our, our teamwork, and when we work with others, the, the sort of quite common group dynamics that we would look at feel right to me. Have they always felt right to you? They've been changing, I think. Can you give us a little bit <laughs> sure, of that? Sure, <laughs> sure. I wonder... I wonder if we're still a little bit polite with each other. I think even in this moment right now, mm. I wonder. There may have been some, some. if you think of forming, storming, norming, performing, I think we've had some very light storming. I don't know that we've been through the storm or stormed our way to get to like the whole next level. Maybe we don't have to. Maybe we can sort of bypass a storm or the gentle storms are all we need. But I wonder if that's still coming for us. Yeah. Um yeah, it could be, right? So what would have been a gentle storm for us? So um, so in some of our planning calls, we did have a session, didn't we, where uh, I can't remember the exact details of it, but we'd we there's a lot of admin that goes with doing a podcast, right? And a lot of prep work. And I think we'd agreed we'd do something. I think it wasn't the most thrilling of tasks that we had to do. And I think you said something like, I have no energy for this. Mm-hmm. And that was it. It, I was I was having a grumpy day. I was like, what? We've still got to do it. How does this work? We hadn't kind of really got into any rules around how we share some of that workload. And I checked out the conversation. I was like, I'm done with you right now. Um, I didn't say that, but that's... that's oh, I felt it. You felt it, right? <laughs> um, and you called me on it straight I away. I, um, I didn't want to have the conversation in that moment. Um, I think you did. And we ended up having a conversation. Um, so that's probably as close as we've got to storming. And I think what's come out of that is this three-step process that we have that I think is wind. I think yeah. it's 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 a cloud. It helps us move forward. And this may help other people trying to start podcasts mm. too. It seems to be three core steps. Planning the podcast, planning what you're going to talk about or who you're going to talk to and planning it. 
step one. Step two is a dry run, actually hitting record and telling yourself that this is the the live recording of it, and yet it's not. In fact, we've done it right now with this episode. This we've is already the second time we're recording this. A practice, a dry run to to try and get out the ums and the ahs, and I don't know, there's something about doing something once. Dry run, record. And then step three is to do what we're doing right now, the re-record, the final, this will be published version. It's a lot harder to do that with the interviews because we want the interviewee to be comfortable, Mm. but that seems to work for us. I I think there's also another reason for a dry record and a a re-record is uh, if, if I look back at when we recorded this, the first time i don't think we were bold enough we were Mm. were going for um we were going through a bullet list we weren't being as bold and as honest in service of our listeners as we as we want to be so that challenge to ourselves about no that wasn't honest you know let's we 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 mildly storm let's call that and not try and fluff it up as something else yeah so there you do push it on a level i think that's that you know that that really happens between dry run and record Okay, so those are the things that are helping us. What slows us down? Technical. I think that comes up first for me. You know, even having practiced IT and technology for a while, we've gone through a couple of software packages for international recording. We've gone through some physical microphones. We've talked to sound engineers. God bless Dilly. Dilly Dilly our sound engineer. (laughs) Many calls with Dilly. And emails and just getting to the point where the quality is where we want it. And it's, you'd like to think you hit record and post a podcast. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. And I would say to anybody else looking to do it, there are so many communities out there that are so helpful. The podcasting community is incredibly helpful. Go out, join the groups. Facebook groups, Instagram groups, really a big source of um, support for silly questions that you think are silly. Mm. Um, I guess another one, if we're being really honest about what slowed us down, not that we're not always honest, but, you know, something that really feels very true is this issue of confidence. Um, We started off saying we had a bit of imposter syndrome about doing this. I know for me, um, after experiencing some of the interviews we've done, that's probably heightened. Who am I to do an OD podcast? Who am I to talk about coaching? When I learn from such greats, um, that's that's got worse for me. Is it? Where's it for you? Is it... So we just did that KM episode, and yeah, this will come up in a moment here for for risks too. Um, it, it's it's I don't you know I'm not sort of humiliated by it, but it almost heads in that direction because was it Mark Twain that said? Apologies for the length of this letter. If I had more time, it would be shorter. It's really difficult to to get concise and say something cleanly. As soon as you know, you hit record, and then as soon as recording's over, you think, "Oh, I forgot this, and I should have said this, and I didn't word it the right way." Yeah. And there's this, you know, mild embarrassment. It feels so permanent and out there. So yeah, the, the self confidence and the imposter syndrome, and trying to be short and sweet and interesting. I don't know. And honest and engaging and not too, you know, there's and so real. Many, yeah, and not say um or so, so is or mine. I noticed, you yeah. know, like there's so many things that we get feedback on yeah. consistently that um, it's tough sometimes because, you, you know, I don't know about you, but I've never been a radio broadcaster. Not you? even close, no. <laughs> um, so that, that, that can slow us down and it shows up in our practice sometimes when we record an episode and one of us will go, I just really didn't like it. Yeah. And then you have to kind of, re-record re-record right yeah there's still one secret episode we've recorded that we haven't posted because 
We're just not sure about it, but it's so, recorded and ready. <laughs> we recorded an episode. Uh, John is a white man. Me is a brown woman. We recorded an episode on diversity and inclusion. Yes. Um, and we have never shared it. Yes. Um, so you're right. It plays up, right? So that, I think, goes to this big rock we talked about of credibility, humiliation, reputation. It's, it is a risk that we put ourselves out there and don't quite know the impact it's going to have. That's why the feedback is so important to hear some of the impact it's having on others. And yet, to me, it feels like a risk. Happy to dive in and try, but the risk is real. Do you think we've real. really let go of our need to be experts? I'm, I'm not... You know, when we're worrying about being humiliation or like, you know, being embarrassed or, you know, in front of our peers, Mm -hmm. do you think we've really let go? I'm not not sure I have. Uh, No, not let go. I I can bring up two examples. So just having done the KM one, I think I literally forgot to say that KM, business purpose first and then do KM for it. I may have said it. Hope I did. I think I kind of forgot. We just did that episode. I remember back in episode one, it must have been two. Um, what is OD? Like stumbling through the definition of OD. It's that's not good, right? That's embarrassing to not yeah. be able to describe your own field, especially in a succinct, clear, highly experienced yeah. kind of way. Yeah, it's still real for me. I'd like to think slowly getting better. And what's interesting just on that to support that is even with our guests will say to us, once the record button goes off, they will breathe and go, oh my God, that is so much harder. Do you know what I mean? There's so much harder once the record button goes on than you imagine. Mm. Yeah, for sure. What else is sitting as a rock? Um, settling. Um, settling with the level of quality. There's There's something, you know, you work in talent management a lot being aspirational and wanting to continuously improve and yet balancing that with anxiety and your level of technical worry and technical skill but sort of always wanting to be a little better voice a little more succinct a little more clear a little more engaging a little more accurate a little more forward-leaning and futuristic and helpful and impactful yeah like like mayan talked about in use of self almost losing yourself to then improve yourself yeah for sure um i think i think as well another big challenge we've had in the feedback is who is the audience that's been a consistent piece of who is this for and i think that seems like a rock because you and i have never actually answered that question we've we've gone broad church right we've gone um hr professionals od learners um you know people in the network that want to you know explore not just od we keep saying od but it's any sort of applied behavioral science um have we gone too broad? And some of the challenge that we're getting from our listeners is that, you know, who is this actually for? They seem to, we seem to not be, we're not doing anything to meet the need to define that. Um, so I think that's a really fair challenge from people. Absolutely. And yet we've had conversations, for example, maybe season two should be the HR business partner season. And we'll do 10 episodes focused on what HR business partners are focused on and struggling with from an OD, KM, DNI perspective and maybe season three would be about chief learning officers or uh the c-suite or all managers or all people on the planet or so and we've now decided no we like this breadth and depth and range um that we can now talk about as islands right yeah let's go to <laughs> islands so this i would say w- there was two that came up really quickly and then we got stuck yep 
Um, so the two that came up really quickly were kind of where we started. So um, finally, the first one, we started saying what we wanted to do was really hold a space for democratising knowledge, you know, really making it accessible to people, um, making it interesting, but making it really accessible to people. And I think that that remains. We, we said it on season, episode one. It is still true for us on episode 10. And now that we've talked a little bit about knowledge management, you see where that knowledge word I can get excited about democratizing knowledge. You and I and our network are so we're privileged to be in that network. Massively privileged. And and access to these people and these conversations and these clients and this practice that we do. So to put that out there, whether it's a YouTube channel or an audio podcast or documents or websites or whatever we do. This is the one aspect that, yeah. I'm I love you. that you keep trying to mention YouTube channels. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's really it's not. Gonna happen. I, I love the fact there, that you keep there, saying there it. There will be some video at some point. Um, the other one that came for, uh, up for us is breadth, depth, range, and newness. Wanting to have new content as much as we can, and yet also covering fundamentals. It's been a bit of a challenge for us too, but heading in this direction of off. Not just doing OD, not just doing KM, not just doing diversity and inclusion, not just doing coaching, but frankly tapping into all of them, which admittedly then heads us towards that rock and that anchor of who's the audience? Who are you doing this for? Yeah. Well, frankly, you and I are sort of passionate about many different aspects. Yeah. Putting lots of pieces out there. And then all of our job is to pull the pieces together. And maybe it's something that we stay broad for now. Like we, we, we certainly in our planning for season two have no, we're not going down a particular route, are we? we we're going to stay in the broadest depth sense because um, range is something we've talked about a lot in the last couple of weeks, having range in the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then we, uh, one thing that I think is interesting, I do want to mention, hmm. I think I talked, to, I, when we were doing this work, I asked you, what do you want people to say about it? And you and I had such different responses to this. I'll, I'll do mine first. Okay. So I, I, I went first and I said that I want this to be useful. I want people who are studying OD, learning OD, practicing OT, OD, OD professionals, community change makers. I want this to be useful. That I, I want someone to ring me up in a year's time and be like, oh, you know, that episode was really useful. It really helped me think through this issue. And that felt really real. And it was the first thing that came up. And it felt really true. And yet my answer. Yeah, which was completely different. Quite different. I quieted myself. Um, What did Joan just say to us? Um, Stillness. Yeah, go in. Go inside. What was real for me? I thought it was a great question. What do I want out of this? And what do we want out of this? And when I went inside and quieted and centered and became still, what authentically came up for me was how amazing it would feel if someone on the street or someone over email, someone comes and says, Oh, you're John and Priya. You do that podcast. I love it. Love. It was about love and connection and not even necessarily needing what I might call the detail of episode three did this for me. And I applied it in this way. What I'm thinking is they loved episode three and six and five and nine and like they're not even sure where to start. They just want it. All they can wrap it up in is, "I love it. Thank you so much for doing it." It's the the broadness it's the love. of it's the love. It's the connection. That's 
And for me, it's the usefulness. Which I can respect. <laughs> and it's I, both. And I can kind of respect the love. But uh, and this is interesting. This is probably talks the the diversity between us, not mm. just gender, not just ethnicity, not just, you know, our home countries. I'm a very strong MBTIT, um, which has probably come across because I have had feedback on it. And you, you, uh, you're <laughs> I'm F, an F. I'm yeah, a feeler. You're yes. a feeler. I'm a thinker. So there's something in that range that I think is funny and uh, will keep us honest, right? Yes. Puts a light tension there between us, but I think we're probably both... Storming light tension or just light tension? I'm hoping a little bit of both. (laughs) You seem to want a storm. I like storming, yeah. What Mm. do you think storming will look like for us? I think even on this call right now as we record, I think there's a lot of agreeing with each other. I think storming could be... Because we do it sometimes in our planning. Uh, I hear you say that. I respect that. Here's a different view. So we kind of just did that with thinking, feeling, but I think there's even more underneath it. I think there's still covert Do you think? that we could work yeah. on always. The system always has light and yeah, shadow. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So the last one for an island that we're heading towards is not just talking about OD or just talking about KM, but actually doing it. So again, repeating what Priya said at the beginning here, we're, we're, we could have just spent 20 minutes explaining how to do a sailboat exercise. We'd rather do the sailboat exercise now frankly we'd rather have people in the room with us doing od but i guess you know we're having to hit record and just put it out there this way this is actually a big invitation if you're interested in coming on please get in touch with us happy to do it don't leave us hanging so real and live od km diversity hopefully our conversations are are doing the work not just talking about the work and I guess that raises us and takes us to our last island, which is actually about community. We, you know, we started there in terms of our big wind. That feels like a really important thing to close on, which is we want this to be something. The OD community is vast. It is global. I think there'll be the people that save the world, you know, um, in terms of really helping. Um, Mian talks about OD being the basis of a civil society. That really resonated with me. So just being a resource for these people feels like that would be amazing. Um, so, you know, I said it in a jokey way, but I really mean it. And I know, John, you mean it too. If you are an OD professional or coach, that you have a perspective, there's something you want to share in service of learning, we'd be really open to having the conversation with you. So if that's the end of the first step of the sailboat exercise of Normally, we would quietly, individually fill this out, and then we would do what we just did. We'd come together and talk about it. I would call that the what. This is the the what's going on. If we had more time, now we'd work into the so what. What does all of that mean? Let's let's talk about the value of, mm-hmm. of those things we just brought up. And then we would talk about now what. What are, the, what are we going to change? Yeah. What physical actions or plans? So you and I still have that work to come, do. So we'll do it anyway, just probably off recording. So I guess with that, we bring season one to an end. What do you think? I think it's time, right? Thank you so much for saying yes to this last year and doing this with me. I can't believe it's been a year. Here we are. So for the last time for season one, goodbye from the UK. Goodbye from the UK. Thank you for being with us. Until next time, it's your turn to ask the questions worth asking.